I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to How Did We Get Here? The audio road trip with no breaks. Today's topic, I am very passionate about uh, the cultural perversion of Funko Pops. Zach, what do you think? This is a big deal for me. I had this realization the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I was I was in line at Disneyland when I was out in California. Uh, I was so in specific. Line, yeah, very. I, I'll, it's burned in my memory. Okay. This specific interaction. And I'm at Disneyland. I'm in line for Jungle Cruise, as you do. Um, And in front of me in line is a guy with a tattoo. Of a Funko Pop? Well, not only just a Funko Pop. It's a Funko Pop of the crow. Like the the 90s. The 90s. Like, is he even a superhero? I don't know what he is. The cultural figure, the crow. It's like Sting, you know, the black and white guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, aware. He, but it was like not small. It was his entire forearm. I want to see if I can just, find Funko Pop of the Crow. Oh, yeah. If you search it, you'll I, find I it. I want to find it so I can visualize this tattoo. Oh, I see. Oh, my God. He just yeah. had that on his arm with its beady white eyes. Uh-huh. With the with the Fred, Five Nights at Freddy's mask and everything. The marionette thing. It was like it, it was all up his forearm. And not only that, but there was, like, stuff all around it. There was, like, fog and spikes. Do you remember which arm? Bats. Uh, his right arm. Oh, this it really was, traumatized you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his right <laughs> arm. It was his left to me because I was standing to his of left. Of course. I, I just, I'll never forget it because it really made me sit back and take scope of, like, do you remember when Funko Pops first dropped? Do you remember your first yes. time seeing a Funko Pop? Because I do. I do. What was your experience? I had a little store called Hastings back, uh, local, like, record slash CD slash just nerd culture store, I guess. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw Funko Pop, and it, it was innocent, you know? It right. was uh, innocuous. I, I walk by, and I see this little guy with the beady eyes and go, huh, interesting. I don't remember what the first licensed... Funko Pop was, but I, I remember it was something I recognized. Not something I was crazy into or anything. And I go, sure, that's interesting. And then I walked my separate path and unaware of the two timelines that are forming in front of me. It's bizarre that like it's been going under sort of the 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 radar, right? Mm-hmm. It's been just in influencing our culture in a way that I don't think people realize. So I remember my first time seeing a Funko Pop. I was uh, I was working a brand new job in Baltimore mm-hmm. and I was walking around during my lunch break and I stopped by some store to waste time because it was one of those dumb corporate jobs where you don't actually work. So I yeah, stopped yeah, of course. into like a like some kind of like a nerd store or whatever. And I saw a Funko Pop of Raphael, the Ninja Turtle, yeah. but only him, not with anybody else. And I think this was before they had like Everything, right? This was before Funko Pop had the capability, the manufacturing power to make every single character in existence. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to get that for my desk boy, did they. Yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing is like to me, seeing Raphael was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're making a figure of this character. Yeah, that's all it was. Old thing. Yeah, that's all it was. I would really like to compare Funko Pops to... COVID-19. Okay, would you? <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I Okay. I think I would. I'll let you do it. 
Because I feel like when COVID was happening, when it first started, it was in the background. We heard about this plague called COVID-19 and we all said, well, I haven't ever experienced something like that, so it must not apply to me. Right. And I feel like sure. people lived a very blissful life for that January, February of 2020. Oh, yes. And then when March hit, people had a whole month of figuring out, whoa, this came out of nowhere. I guess this the writing was on the wall, but I was too blind to see. And now <laughs> the whole world is changing. And now you have that first month of the pandemic to kind of wonder, is this real? Is this staying? Yeah. How does this changing our daily function of life. And I think I had a similar reaction to Funko Pops where I let them exist in the background, unaware of the danger that they uh, stood for, for pop culture around the world. Right. Because now I feel like each individual medium of film to music to art all was trying to reach the summit, the pinnacle within your own medium but now it kind of feels like the end game for anyone is is a funko pop and that's how you get cemented in history it's the, the world has changed because we let it and that's on us yeah you didn't do anything to stop it no like if you, you would have had yeah how well i mean if you had your ear to the ground we could have stopped it somehow but now it's too far and i think that's yeah. kind of an interesting point the idea that like I feel like now it's almost aspirational if you're like a screenwriter or somebody who's creating like a pitch uh, to put on Adult Swim or something like that, something mm -hmm. experimental. Like having a Funko Pop of your main character would be pretty tight, I think. Uh, but yeah. it also is so empty. I don't know. These things, black soulless eyes, just... It's the black soulless eyes, and they all blend together. You ever seen, like, a Funko Pop shelf? Oh, God, like a GameStop. Yeah. Because that's all they have now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of that. I had a, I went to a friend's house, um, um, and he asked me, hey, what kind of YouTube do you watch? And I go, mm -hmm. I don't really know. I just kind of let Jesus take the wheel. I click it. He goes, want to see a Funko Pop channel? Oh, God. Yeah. And oh, I don't no. think this was something he was super passionate about. I think he was just fashion fascinated that other people were this passionate. Yeah, you know? of course. So he takes me through and people were going to like the the Wall Street of Funko Pops. Oh, my God. And like and it's just this giant place, this giant it's like warehouse, essentially, of every Funko Pop on shelves and. Is you know you got people lining down the block for it, and it was just a guy oh, going dude. on a on a big haul for his Funko Pops. And did you? I learned something. Did you uh -huh. know? Uh, you know, in Pokemon, how there are shinies, like you know, one in every four thousand ninety six chance or eight thousand something chance. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You yeah get sure. a shiny. Uh, Funko Pops have those too. They do. Yeah. Like, uh, do do you mean wait? By shiny, are we talking about like a rare? Like version variant. of something which is the yeah. same, like a variant, Just or is it like, like a misprint? COVID. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it's a mutation. That's what mm -hmm. it is. What are they? What are they called? They have like a different name. I'm sort of um, looking at it vaguely now because I see like a red and white Tom Servo. Oh wait, that's a different thing. I was gonna say because this is from Mystery Science Theater. Never mind. I I I. I'm fascinated by this stuff because mm -hmm. it's so strange how as I think they're just of, called rares by the way. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. I've seen the really big ones. Those are cool to me. Like the giant ones. I've seen like a giant Bulbasaur or something. Okay, mm -hmm. cool is a strong word, but I think they're neat. Um, I'm scrolling through and I see Naruto and you know Naruto how he's just like the sexy jujitsu or whatever yep, and turns yep. into a girl. They have, yes, a, they have a Funko Pop of that and it's just like, why are we making <laughs> sexy Funko Pops? I have another problem. I really hope COVID doesn't go this route because I'll just be confused then. Yeah, no sexy COVID, please. That, that's, uh, I, I hope that's not the case. It's so weird to me that, I, I don't know, it, it, seeing the internet sort of change the landscape of entertainment and for culture to become culture on its own, where shows and like, do you remember this character? Do you remember this moment? 
and the minutia of this stuff is being so celebrated to the point where like even the super minor character or a one-time bit can be a Funko Pop. I've seen things where like, I don't know, Bart wears a funny hat on The Simpsons and now that funny hat Bart is a Funko Pop. And I'm like, what is the market yeah. for this? How many people are going to make, are going to buy this, but people do. And it's because of this obsession with, I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing. I don't know if it's like recreating the past. I don't know if it's like owning that moment in your mind, mm -hmm. almost like an NFT of a memory. So I have that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let me process that one. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Funko Pops are probably the most fungible tokens there are. <laughs> you know? So probably yeah. like the, I would, you know what? Maybe I'm pro Funko Pops. I think they could fight the war. They're the antithesis of an NFT. And you put it that they're way. they're mass produced. Yeah. They all look the same. Well, I guess all the NFTs look the same too. <laughs> no, they're all unique. According to people who buy NFTs. <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. I'm I'm looking at it now. Okay, yeah, here we go. So Bart Simpson as a crow because he was a crow in one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. So they made that specifically. So you could, if you wanted him as a crow. I just, it's so bizarre to me that they've created an entire culture of like, remember this? But I guess what that's it, all the internet now is anyway. Yeah, but wasn't it something a little crazy on the topic of NFTs? Oh, God. Sure. Uh, uh, I don't know why, but I've talked to a lot of, like, the top YouTubers on the platform and everything. Uh -huh. And for Christmas, YouTube just gifted them all NFTs. Wait, what? This is a private behind-the-scenes thing, because I don't think you anyone's serious? publicly talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube just, uh, you got a box from YouTube that says thank you and you opened it and it's a picture of the most awful visual you've ever seen. It just goes, we, this is an NFT. And, the, and they no gave you like a way. little, I am, I am so serious when no. I say this and it shocked me. Yeah, that YouTube is for Christmas gifting NFTs to some of the top creators and all the creators I want or all the, the I know don't want it. They're like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they got force fed an NFT. Oh my god! So now yeah. you just you just pushed it onto somebody. You own this now. It's like because dropping like, a baby at your doorstep. Well, what do you want to do if you want to sell it? You're you're the problem. <laughs> like what, oh what my do you do? god, dude! You have to be an owner of an NFT, I guess. They're making you complicit. Yeah, they're, bring, they're roping you into it that way. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, I, I will give you more details on this later. But I, yeah. just, I just want that to be a quick little pit stop because it has been bouncing around in my head ever since then because I just can't believe that. Th that That's you know? insane. You're yeah. just inflicting someone with a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Take this. This is yours now. Yeah, and uh, anyways, to dial it back to uh, the holy justice that well, is hold Funko on, Pops. Hold on, hold yeah, on. But okay. before... before before you go, what's really funny, I actually got a, a gift from Twitch uh, mm -hmm. the other day. They give out like a partner gift and uh, I didn't get an NFT. Uh, I got socks and pins and a blanket that said partner on it. Do you wish so, you got an NFT? It would have been funnier. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like I, I this Twitch partner thing, like, it almost feels like they gave me a gift so I could flex on affiliates. I and think it's that like, is the number one reason. So do as they wish. That's just so weird to me, though. Like, why? Who is getting off on that? I am a Twitch partner. Now I have a blanket that power tripping, it. power tripping. It's in. I don't know, it's the season's in right now. I would have rather had an NFT that I could just keep forever. What kind of NFT was it, though? Do you know? Is it like it was a monkey? A, yeah, I is saw it? it. I wish it was a monkey. It just uh, looked like an AI-generated scribbles, really. Oh, what? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it didn't even... It look, I, I think it kind of looked cooler than monkeys, I will say. But at the okay. end of the day, it's still an NFT. And I was just 
again, still shocked that yeah. that is happening. It's a it's a thing YouTube's rolling out. Um, anyways, to <laughs> dial it back now to Funko Pops, uh, you know, true. I, okay, the most I fungible talk about tokens. What Funko Pops? Or like, what what do they aim to achieve, and why are they successful? I really want to analyze that because um, I, I've taken like some master classes on like character design stuff like that, uh-huh. and uh, the thing that they always teach you is make a silhouette. Like your character should be recognizable from just their silhouette, right? Yeah, and uh, Funko Pop's not. They <laughs> all look the same, but if you see a silhouette of a Funko Pop, despite not seeing the beady eyes, you know it's a Funko Pop. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a it's it's a play for them in terms of having that great silhouette and not the character that they're representing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more about brand awareness than character awareness for Funko Pop. And then to step on that a little bit further, um, when it comes to character design, it's always good to have your character be as simple as possible. Because sure. if if you notice, the most popular IPs around the world are the ones that kids can draw. Oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, Pikachu, Kirby, sure, um, and then like a lot like SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, yeah, and. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, even Mickey Mouse is a prime example of that. Yeah, because even if you can't do the whole thing, you could do the ears, right? You can do yeah. the ears, and if you draw Mickey, if you draw, like, this figure with, like, giant ears and then little red trousers, you're like, uh-huh. oh, that's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like, I would say, of all the popular IPs in the world, Mario is probably the most complicated one, and it's just because he has a lot of clothing. And Yeah, if, but you could still draw his head in, like, a could, hat. Yeah. And I think you if draw you imagine the somebody with a hat, yeah. The stash, think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see a kid draw Mario and you can be like, oh, that's Mario. Sure. And I think like, one, the gameplay styles are different, but I think like that's a huge difference in Link versus Mario is that Mario is just easier to draw and get an idea across. Yeah, yeah. Link doesn't really have anything all that distinguished. And part of that is just because his character design has changed, right? So like, yeah. he's been a bunch of different people, but he's just like, a boy in a green hat, right? He's just for a the most part, kid. yeah, yeah. I didn't look at Kirby, right? Yeah. Oh, but, dude, I uh, actually, uh, I, I just put on Kirby last night on stream. I forgot how the NES game literally starts with telling you how to draw him, and it's just like draw a circle. <laughs> you make Kirby. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's just that really defines what is a quote unquote good character design, like. Obviously, it depends on what you're marketing to. Like, some sure. of the most sickest, badass villains are going to be drawn by kids. Right. But but I think, like, if you want to look at mainstream success, like, there's a reason why Pokemon is, like, the largest, highest-grossing franchise in the sure. world. Yeah. Uh, lots of cute little figures to draw. And, you know, they're probably not drawing, like, Giratina or anything. They're probably drawing Squirtle, Charmander. Yeah, and Jigglypuff is mad popular, especially yeah. in Japan. And it's just like, that's just as... I never really considered the fact that, like, yeah, if you just yeah. make it easy for the young generation to draw, they sort of get to have that experience of creation with them early on, and it sort of roots in their memory. That's kind of interesting. I think it's all about how recognizable it is, and the mm-hmm. more simple the design you, the more easy it is to like remember it, I feel because sure. like there have been so many complicated characters where I see that, I'm like, ah, I know that from somewhere. Ah, but I got you for yeah, the yeah. exact same reason. I never watched, like, I it took me so long to actually watch One Piece, mm-hmm. but every time, even when I was a kid, I would see Luffy and be like, oh, I know that's from One Piece, even though I knew yeah. nothing about what the series was. It's just like the character is so simple, therefore, it's memorable. Yeah, I sort of feel that way about anime in general because I don't watch anime, but like, yeah. If I see the kid in the straw hat, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know I Naruto. See, yeah, I know. I know Deku. Uh, like I, I know certain things just based on the shape, but I don't know how much of that is character design or just art style, right? Because yeah. like art style is another big piece of it, but it's not yeah, of course, the same thing. But I think it would be different if you see a character you don't recognize and you're like, oh, they look like they're from One Piece. 
What's the one? Is it Kill the Kill? The girl Kill the Kill. Scantily clad. Yeah, I I never yeah. know what she's from, but I'm like, oh, that's the one with the yeah that one. Okay, yeah. Honestly, okay. bangers bangers series though. It always sounds like whenever I look up synopsis synopsi, mm-hmm. I guess multiple synopsises of anime, they always sound fascinating, and I just never get interested in actually watching it. I don't know why. It's just like. The idea of it sounds so cool, but mm-hmm. then I just, I can't follow through and watch it for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe but I'm biased. Where I was going with that is that I think Funko Pops are so simple to where it's not that the kids want to buy it. Uh-huh. It's that the grandparents want to buy it. Well, yeah. For themselves or for the kid? For the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like the ultimate Christmas present because like, you know, you don't, grandmothers aren't going to know what the hell, how to buy a Pokemon. Yeah. But when they, but if they have these ideas in their mind and then they see Pikachu Funkabot, they're like, that's it. It's perfect when you're, I don't know about you. My mom knows that I used to love Ninja Turtles when I was a kid and Uh now I'm I'm 33 years old and I still get Ninja Turtles gifts. Yeah, uh, that's how it is. Exactly. Yeah, she knows I like ra- and actually raccoons are my favorite animal. She got me I a raccoon raccoons. umbrella and a raccoon lamp. And I'm that's like, awesome. Actually, I love you, mom. Where am I going to put this stuff? And I feel like Funko Pops are perfect for that for the mom who knows that her kid is into Kingdom Hearts but doesn't know what a Roxas is. And you see yeah. it on the shelf and you're like, boom, right there. That's perfect. Yeah, I think going off of that a little bit, I I, I get this one thing a lot where it's as a kid, my my family, I really like SpaghettiOs. You have SpaghettiOs? <laughs> I, I actually, it's funny. I loved SpaghettiOs with meatballs. I oh, I love SpaghettiOs yeah. with meatballs. Like that yep. was my go-to. I was a kid. I had no standard of food. And the thing is, that defining trait of a child probably changed when I started having free will. I I got a car and then I started like driving to get food. Sure. I, like I, I my palate expanded a the fair world bit. was your oyster. Yeah. But I am I am 26 and I go to um, my my uh, family is for Christmas, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't cook spaghettios for dinner." And oh like, what, no! What I'm tw- I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. I, <laughs> I haven't had spaghettios in a decade. Oh my god! And the the other thing is my family. So my mom and and my stepdad and my sister, um, for the album release show, they all came out. And then they wanted to cook dinner. So okay. they they did that in my kitchen, as you would assume. Sure. And in it, they were like, they come find me because I was in the other room. They're like, hey, Jacob, where's your where's your can opener? We can't find any, but we're, we're sure you have some because because of you know, like spaghettios. Not again. And I'm like, why? I yes, I have a can opener, but for very different reasons. Like it, it's just It would be like if they still like got on you for wearing diapers it's like yeah i was a baby i did wear diapers once i did do that at one point for several years my bad like i don't know what they were supposed to yeah i i feel like we're we're sort of ringing home with a lot of people who are listening to this who like probably have a very similar thing where you did one thing one time and you're that guy because your parents are trying to connect with you you know did you ever have the experience of like I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Oh, God. Uh, How do I articulate this? The thing where family's over or there's like a a family friend or something and you come out of your room to get a drink and Mm. somebody in the family crawled out of the cave. cave. Yep. Wow. He lives. 
That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, you, it's you always that? the uncle oh, you didn't like. Yep, 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 yep. Oh God, I I'm sorry if I'm uh if I'm upsetting anybody. I know the holidays just passed. Everybody listening we're, to this exactly. Is, the holidays just passed. Let us get it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just oh God, I was so resentful after that every time. God, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think on like other things that I did. I think this is just a parent thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your parents will say stuff like whenever I'm I'm with them, they're like, ah, every time I see you, I always think of you just as a as a little kid, and yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, you're so grown up. And I get it; it's probably a parent thing. You probably think about it a lot, but I get that every single time I see my family, and it's just. One of those things, like, as the subject, I don't know how to respond to that. Right. Yeah. Because you just, you just grew up. I, I You didn't even existed. do anything. You no. just existed for a longer period of time. And I, you're I like, get it. sorry. I'm eight years older than my younger sister. And, you know, she's now about to graduate high school. Mm. So I see that. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I remember when she was just a, a little thing. Yeah. And I so I can get the mentality, but I always bite my tongue on telling her that because I know she doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes her feel like she's younger than she is. I feel like it belittles her because when you're a kid, you want to feel older. And I feel like if I keep reminding her that she was little, she she doesn't she doesn't like that. Well, especially when you're like just about to graduate and it's like this big turning period in your life and you feel like an adult. Somebody's just like you used to be a baby. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So we, I got to dial it back a little bit. Okay, uh, we've been all over the place. <laughs> uh, we got to go back to SpaghettiOs because, good <laughs> Lord, I cannot yeah. believe what I just read. Oh, oh and, SpaghettiOs, wait. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 2013, <laughs> SpaghettiOs tweeted a commemoration of the 72nd anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attacks. It was met with criticism. I. <laughs> uh, that that's good. I like that uh, Justin when spoon feeding us this fun fact. He let us know it was met with criticism. Uh, is it a deleted tweet? Because I would. It I has would like to still to see exist. This. I yeah, need it, to see this. It's printed somewhere. Spaghettios Pearl Harbor, and there it is. I that's I searched an it. Incredible search. Will you read this word for word for me? I'm eager at the end, like the edge of my seat. All it is is it's a picture of the SpaghettiOs guy, <laughs> like with his tongue out, and uh -huh. it says, and holding an American flag, and it says, "Take a moment to remember hashtag Pearl Harbor with us." <laughs> they hashtagged it. Hashtag Pearl Harbor is insane. They didn't even say anything about it. They just said, "Let's remember it." Take a moment to remember it with the SpaghettiOs man. He's not even dressed for the occasion, by the way. He he. Like, it's the same render they use at the front of the can with his hand yeah. on his hip and with his little his little sneakers. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know if the SpaghettiOs man needs to weigh in on this kind of stuff. That's brands have to be political now. And I think that sounds Isn't that so weird? exhausting. It's so weird. Oh, man. Why do we need to know what the sugar bear thinks about domestic terrorism i just do don't you think Ugh. tony the tiger would vote blue uh outwardly yes privately no Ooh. i think Ooh. tony the tiger has a public face in a private uh life personally. he panders to the liberals oh yeah 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 no absolutely <laughs> dude because no, tony's the whole do. like his whole gimmick is about like personal strength mm -hmm. and you know sort of the like becoming your best self and sort of the ideals of self-improvement, which I think could fall very easily down like the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole. I think, I think he's very self-help oriented. I think Tony, the tiger is very much in that camp, but I think he knows how his bread is buttered. So, yeah, I was, uh, my friend got a, um, a little book about Pokemon from their dad for Christmas. You know, it's same thing as a kid, you like Pokemon. So here sure. you go. Yep. And uh, I, we were reading it together and they have like question number two, how many Pokemon are there in the first game? And it <laughs> goes like 3 million, 200, 151. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like they're really like giving them to you. 
Yeah, sure. And then it's it's just stuff. It's just stuff like that. Like, who is Brock, Ash's friend, the leader of Team Rocket, or a random trainer? Like, it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then they were all very innocent, innocent questions until you got to number nineteen. <laughs> That's pretty deep. Um, getting into number nineteen. Then geez. it says. The December 6th... I have a picture pulled up on my phone of this. I'm reading this word for word. Uh, the December 16th, 1997 anime episode Electric Soldier Porygon was pulled off of TV because of... Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, no. you know this one, right? I do, I do, but, but, but explain but, but, it to those who don't. Hear me out. It's multiple choice. So... Okay. A, an unintended racial slur. B, a flash of nudity. C, it was blamed for causing seizures in viewers. Oh my god. That <laughs> the first two are so much worse. I think they did that on purpose. I think they try to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to make they're downplaying it. They're downplaying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying to say, like, oh, we could have said a racial slur. We could have had a flash of nudity, but we just got blamed for causing seizures. Listen, we may have hospitalized several hundred kids, but at no, least no, no, no. No, James no, no. didn't got, say the N-word. They got blamed for it. The, oh, the that's true. Is very they got blamed here. for that. That's smart. <laughs> Bro, legal looked over that statement. I just want to Absolutely. say that all of these questions were so fun and kid friendly. And then like <laughs> the next question after is like, what day is National Pokemon Day? And it's just, <laughs> uh, it, it's just. It's propaganda. I, I really want to go word for word on this because I like an unintended racial slur as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like we like, didn't say a racial slur, but if we did, it would have been unintended. I, I guess there are some words that like may or may not, depending on time periods and context. I guess sure. I can see where they're going. Like if I don't know, but the idea that like even if it did happen, they mm -hmm. could throw up their hands and be like, well, "I I don't know. It was I don't an know accident. what he meant by that. My bad." And then be a flash of nudity. No apology there. They're just like, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that may have happened. And they could have put causing causing seizures in viewers. They could have put that. But C says it was blamed for causing seizures in viewers, which is... It could have been anything. It loses all accountability. <laughs> yeah, it was that. blamed yeah. for that. It didn't actually happen. That's the, it just, it could have been anything. Could have been what they ate that day. Could have been their physical activity levels. Who knows? I really like detaching yourself from any situation for saying, well, I was blamed for doing that. And they go, <laughs> well, did you do it? And it goes, well, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I was blamed for it. <laughs> Officer, I was blamed for robbing this bank. <laughs> Why am I being blamed? Then you could pull the victim card. That's amazing. yeah, yeah. That's, that's where good. I was gonna go. Blame is such like a victim e word. Yeah, because oh, you know, good. like whenever people talk about like parental issues, they're like, "Yeah, my parents blame would always blame me for this and this." Or like in relationships, oh, right. it's like you hear a lot of that, and then putting that word in a sentence of your own destruction is just so unapologetic. Yeah, it's a powerful tool, right? Like I think that's that, like. Blame itself is something that's learned sort of generationally, right? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that is something that you sort of learn from your parents. If that's something that they're into, if they just blame you for everything, it's something that you sort of take on for the rest of your life into your world, you know? And so, like, no matter what happens, it's somebody else's fault. It's a generational thing, I think. I think it's interesting, but I really love how 20 years later on this Pokemon seizure thing, and they're still backpedaling. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Yeah, they, they haven't forgotten. They know somebody's going to come up to with it and realize what happened. 
and mm-hmm. then they're gonna have that out there to to quell the rumors. Did you know Somebody's that Porygon Porygon has never been in the anime since then? Oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor guy. He got blamed for the whole thing. He got blamed for it, which, okay, actually... They throw him under the bus. I do want to talk about this, because he did get blamed for it. Porygon didn't even cause that in the anime episode. I know. I, you do know you what? you know who did? I do. You know why I know? I swear to God, I literally looked at this on stream last night. This was literally last night. Go ahead and tell the viewers. Pikachu. <gasps> Not Pikachu. The face of Pokemon... Ain't what it looks like. What did he do? He j- I don't. I don't even remember. He just. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're obviously more well versed than I am. Didn't you just like thunderbolt, thundershock, something, and it just disco lights? Yeah, I think Ash told him to do it. So I think mm. Ash. Ash is who really has all the blame, right? Like there are <laughs> layers to this. Like everybody thinks it was Porygon. It wasn't Porygon. It was Pikachu. But Pikachu was following the orders of whatever. So yeah. anyway. Uh, I literally watched this yesterday because there's a famous video of a pastor from a Kansas church uh, explaining why Pokemon are tools of the devil. Uh, Uh He says that uh, Kadabra has a pentagram on his forehead. He doesn't. It's a star. Um, He goes off about how Pikachu's tail is like Satan's S, but in reverse. But anyway, he brings this up. And honestly, bro, if I was a parent in like 1998, 1999, whenever this seizure thing happened, 97, that's when it was. And my kid had a seizure because of Pokemon. I might think they're the devil, too. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. I, I think I'd be pretty bought in whether I'm I'm listening to this guy or not. But OK, yeah. So apparently uh, the effect was caused by red and blue flashes uh, 20 minutes into the episode, Pikachu stops vaccine missiles with his thunderbolt Whoa. attack, resulting in an explosion. <laughs> what? That's a jam-packed episode. Also, do you remember the episode of Giant Tentacruel knocking down the skyscrapers? Yes. Yeah, it was a kaiju. Yeah, they pulled that out after 9-11. <laughs> okay. That's probably uh that's that's a good thing I think. That's probably yeah, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I think it's a good that. thing. But I'd Holy love to crap. touch on uh, Did you grow up religious? Have we talked about this? Uh we talked about uh, I think we've we've like Oh, we had a whole it. episode of talking about yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, 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 and yeah, his miracles. We did, but I I'm not I did not grow up religious at all. I went to church every once in a while uh with my dad because my stepmom was like very religious. Gotcha, so gotcha. I had that experience, but I wasn't like you know, indoctrinated. So uh, I love exactly what you talked about. This youth pastor talking about how Pokemon are the devil and everything like sure. that. Um, youth pastors, their whole jobs were always to be cool enough as an adult uh-huh. and also be able to take these things in pop culture and spin them into a religious sure. talk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my best friend, roommate, Joe, him, him and I both grew up in the South and we both grew up Southern Baptist. So we have a lot of, history in in the religion and everything and whenever among us started getting popular joe oh, no. joe just told me he goes dude among us is getting so big it's just a matter of time until youth pastors start comparing jesus and devil to imposters oh absolutely and yeah and then we we held our breaths and literally the next day someone uh, like tweeted at us an example of it, and it just says, um, uh, Jesus is no imposter, you know, and just like okay, you have, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. imagine the little crewmate among us being with like long hair and a thorn crown, sure, sandals, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, uh, they don't waste any time. Oh my god, and I just dude. find it fascinating how anything in pop culture they're like, how can this be compared to religion? Because people, I'm sure. There have been Fortnite seminars, you know? You, oh, yeah. You, you oh, try God, to yeah. build and crank 90s to avoid the sin on the floor, and and they try to take your building down, and they try to bring you down to their level. But if you keep going towards the heaven, eventually yeah. you'll find a victory royale in Christ our Lord. Amen. Can we have a word of prayer? Always, then, dro- always drop with Jesus. Always yeah, drop always with Jesus. Always drop with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my I God. The chug jug is the holy water. Communion, 
You know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I went to a Christian summer camp and all Christian summer camps, like I, even in my most religious state, I still thought he's a pretty brainwashy, huh? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because they all, it's like, let's say the camp is like Saturday to Saturday, right? Sure. That's usually how it goes. Every Thursday night, no matter what camp you are, it's Thursday night because that's like algorithmically the best time. You know, you're leaving (laughs) Saturday morning. Let's get you all religious up Thursday night so you get to enjoy Friday and talk to people about how religion-y you are. Yeah. And then you leave Saturday morning. Thursday night, it's the optimal time. And they all try and just... I I don't remember. You just have someone who went through the worst life possible and talked about how because of the Lord, our God, our Savior... Yeah, and when when you're like, whoa, this person came from meth. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in a way better spot than he is. I should be more religious. And they just they just get to you. They know how to get to that children's psychology. But um, yeah, when I went to church or the the summer camp, it was uh-huh. in Tennessee, I think. And I get there, and they all ask us to write on on percentage wise zero well, to a hundred. How likely are you to get into heaven? And you're hold like, on, really quick, really quick. Before, so you went from Oklahoma to Tennessee. How yeah. far was that? It's like a ten hour drive. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was it like a was it like a church thing or was no. it like just your family? Just a, my family found this awesome Christian boys summer camp. Oh my god, dude, that's a trek. It it was a trek, and they couldn't find it, anything closer. Jesus, they could. I just went to both. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this you got to take whatever you can get. Insane though. Yeah. We slept in uh, uh, teepees outside. Yeah, I've done with that. No I, air conditioning. You we know had what's 10 funny? Boys and two counselors in there. Yeah, I I've done. It's so funny. I've done all of this, but in a non-religious co- uh, context because I was a Cub Scout. That's which was, so based. Yeah, Cub Scouts are basically it's it's like the same thing but without God, where it's uh-huh. like. Staying out in the land. woods and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it's the atheist's choice. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. So you were getting off percentages of how likely you are to get to heaven as yeah. a ten year old. And I I think I put down like a modest like seventy five percent. You know, <laughs> I I mean I hope so. I don't know. Like I don't know I, how I God like, is judging me. But. Yeah, I think I was open to the possibility. I was like I don't know how judgmental he is. Like you know. <laughs> I could turn in an English paper and get a 94 from one professor and like an 87 from another, you know? Yeah, is he judging on a curve? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of questions for the big man upstairs. And then they pretty much told me, like, if you said anything less than 100%, you're going to hell. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's what they say. What the fuck? Yeah. That's that's what Christian summer camp looks like. Oh, dude. That just breeds a mentality where nothing you ever do is wrong. And you just say you're blamed for things that you did. It is like that, isn't oh it? Oh, my God. Porygon. Holy but, shit, dude. Yeah, so I... But the thing is, you know, they tell me that, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then there's one kid who's like, well, I put 100%. And we're like, shut up, Brian. <laughs> Brian's definitely going to hell. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, they were saying, like, you know, if you've accepted the word of Christ, our Lord, Savior, into your heart, you will you are saved already and you're guaranteed into heaven. So it's and I'm like, okay, well, if this is a binary thing, this is kind of a trick question, was it not? And the answer is yes. But then you go to bed, and every single morning, that whole week, we wake up at 8 a.m. to an alarm going off from Switchfoot meant to live. No way. Yes, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, that track bangs, though. That's crazy. It does go hard. That's a good track. Especially, like, when you're 10 and you hear that song for the first time and you're like, dang, Christian rock goes hard. Yeah. And and they get you. And they're like, y'all heard a skillet? And then you, ah. Dude, yeah, they almost got me. I remember I I was really big into, like, Newfound Glory Mm -hmm. and uh, Dashboard Confession, stuff like that when I was around Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, 
I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Switchfoot was really big around that time. And I remember the moment that I found out they were Christian Rock and I immediately like left their CD on the thing. Like I I just, because they hit it so well, bro. Usually yeah. they're pretty upfront about that. But Switchfoot was like, they're really trying to infiltrate. We were meant to live for so much more. <sighs> and I was like, I hear it now. But like, you know, I heard that song and I'm like, oh, well, Christian Rock's pretty cool. Right. And then yeah. all churches loved Toby Mac. Oh, really? Are you aware of Toby Mac? No. I think, oh. wait, Toby Mac, he's the, is he not a, no, I was thinking of Toby Keith. No. I was, that's what I'm thinking of, the country guy. Who's Toby, Toby Mac? Toby Keith, actually, my church did like Toby Keith because uh, his family was like right around. Oh, shit. Like, okay. Yeah, Toby Keith's son went to my high school and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, that's all Oklahoma really had. So who's Toby Mac? Uh, he was just like a... I would say Christian, like R and B type pop type. It's it's kind of a weird okay genre. Anyways, it's just I learned about Toby Mac outside of church through Nexon's audition. Which, if anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, that is number one the game I grinded the most as a kid, and <laughs> no one else. So like Nexon made Maple Story, right? Yeah, but they also had audition which was a really it was it was like a pseudo rhythm game it, it was kind of like you it was you know like ddr you had to press the arrows and everything like that it's yeah kind of yeah, like yeah. they gave you a just like a bar like a few seconds to type in this arrow combination so it wasn't really to a rhythm sure but it, i think people thought it was a rhythm game and it was fun. I just really like doing things fast, like call and response. You sure, know, you yeah. know the Clefairy minigame from Pokemon Stadium? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, like that, no one can beat me in speed at that game. There's also <laughs> Minnie's Memory in Toontown Online. Hit me with any, like, quick memorization call and response game. I'm on it. Anyways, Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back to uh, church camp. Very, wow, that's a huge pivot. Rather mm. large. Uh, yeah, Justin has pointed has has apparently according to a study, I don't know if this is true or not. According to Christians, as an average, there is a 33 percent chance one will go to heaven. Meanwhile, 72 percent of people believe they will go to heaven. All of them are so, going to hell. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, generally speaking, right. I, I just feel like a 33 percent chance you're going to heaven. Like, how do you quantify that? I don't know how you could put that I in don't, a... You don't even know who's there I, now. It's one of those statistics. It's like, what do I do with it? <laughs> Did, have just, you watched The Good uh, Place? No, I've heard it's great, though. I heard it's I'll very say good. I'll say nothing more but incredible show. And yep. just interesting deep dive into morality. And I, I think it's just funny on top of it. But yeah, just uh, it makes you think. And I, I think it's pretty cool. Pretty good show. I feel like people would be way holier if they knew the rules of the game, right? Like, yeah, like living a holy life is just there's so much there. And, there's too much a information. Good place. They talk about the one guy who they're like, you know, religion is so hard. No one's ever going to get it right. And, you know, they're like, I don't know what the the Christians were pretty far off. And because, you know, this place is all about like heaven and sure. everything after you die. And. Then they're like, who who got it correct? Was anyone right? What well, religion was right? He goes, uh, none of them, actually. But uh, this one guy, and they point to like this framed picture of like a college stoner. He goes, okay. this dude got high in his junior year of college and just started spouting things off and was like 80% correct. <laughs> and it's, it's just, I don't know, it's a funny bit to me. It's pretty good. Apparently, Toby Mac's faves are the color green, golf, and popcorn. What? Okay. <laughs> what he loves those three things green golf and popcorn and jesus and no that's not on the list <laughs> oh god he needs to rectify that this instant. yeah 
that's some <laughs> sacrilege favorites if I have to say. Yeah, I never uh, I never had the Christian camp experience, but I did have the Cub Scout thing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do oh. Pinewood Derbies? No, but if I can say one more thing about my church camp. Yeah. They would give us things like we would go ride on inner tubes. We would go jump on like a giant, like, you know, at some water parks, how they have like oh, the little blimp thing. Yeah, blobs. Yeah, blobs. The blobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we had like some um, tree rope climbing stuff with, we had okay. like blaze and everything. But at the end of every activity, we would do three a day. It was a jam-packed week. Sure. We would always be asked, how can we compare this to our own religion or our own relationship with Christ? Oh. So hmm. let, me, let me give you um, a, an example. Let's go. I think the easiest one is the inner tube, you know? Uh, yeah. So God is the inner tube who saves you from drowning, I don't, right? No, no, no. You have to compare drowning to something. Oh, shit. Yeah, so so here's a good example. This this was mine. I, I think, it's, out here, I think yeah. inner tube is kind of like the perfect example because you're like, all right, the treacherous waters of sin and sure. you are on your inner tube and this is your faith being pulled by the ship that is Christ our Lord. And although you may fall into the sin, you have to get back on your faith and trust for God to pull you out of it once more. That's pretty good. I'm converted. Okay. Exactly. So you had to figure that out every, every single thing. It it was (laughs) just like, we played baseball. Compare baseball to Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. I was going to say, they're just making it harder and harder. (laughs) They're finding harder and harder tasks to relate. I wouldn't even be able to have fun. I'd be thinking the whole time, like, okay, the ball, <laughs> the bat is Jesus, the ball is the devil, uh, my mitt is chastity. I, <laughs> I'd be so confused. No one ever once mentioned abstinence in that, but I think it would have been so funny to be this kid who's always bringing up sex. And the counselor's <laughs> like, what? I, I guess... I guess the inner tube could be abstinence. Don't don't see yeah. why it can't. You would be. have to you would have to make sure like you'd have to talk to his parents. Like this kid's getting exposed to some stuff. Maybe limit his internet usage. <laughs> why does he know the word abstinence? He is ten. Where did he learn this? Oh God, that's funny. That's good. Yeah, there's so much I could say about these Christian camps. I think the weirdest thing is also they always wanted you to mingle with the opposite sex, and they always made like a big deal about it. Oh really? Yeah, like I went to another camp called uh, Falls Creek in Oklahoma. I think it had like the third highest teen pregnancy rate in the United States. Woohoo. And um, yeah. Also, I, I want to say I went to Christian camp several times as a kid. Uh, I went to arts camp. Different vibe. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Like like diametrically opposed, I would imagine. Yeah, I that's yeah, they're on opposite poles. The other one is almost nihilistic and just <laughs> Yeah. They're com- like, yeah, they're complete opposites. Sure. The, the surging antithesis of Bible camp <laughs> is art camp. Um, but yeah, so the other thing about it was uh they always wanted you to like try and swoon the women and they always made a big deal. Oh, that's I, so weird. Yeah. When I was at this camp with my church, uh, they had like, oh, it's icy date night. It's date night. And all the girls were like draw into like a, a hat and like get a guy's name. And then um, we we had more guys that are no, we had more girls at our church than guys. So some guys had two dates, which is not very monogamous for a very monogamous religion. Huh? OK. Yeah, that's a yeah. little strange. But I, I think the weird part is this this church was K, uh, 7 through 12. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Grade wise? Yeah, that's a wide number. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I think I was in like seventh ish grade and they put me on a, on a date with like a sophomore in high school. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, at the time, I'm just like, oh, this girl's 
this girl's good looking and and you right. know she's so popular. This is cool. But look, looking back, she was like, oh god damn it, I got the fucking twelve year old. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I got this fucking kid. What am I gonna talk to him about? Yeah, Legos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they encourage you to leave the the little cabin you're in and go to the the bigger campus and get an an icy together. Oh, dude, and, that's weird. Yeah, I think it, I think it's weird how much they try to force romance in these kids. So they're trying to teach you courtship. Yes, like yeah. the, the the act of dating and wooing and being. I, I, mean, I, I understand I, the formula, but I think sure. it could have at least been like we're gonna put the middle schoolers together. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, put you could have been a little bit together. more exact with the age ranges. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. You put I, seven, I, eight together, nine, ten, eleven, twelve together, and everything's so much easier. You know, I don't necessarily think it's a terrible idea to do something like that. If I'm being honest, because like I don't know, I'm I'm of two minds about it. Obviously, I think yeah. you tighten up the age ranges, but I think that a lot of kids like are so intimidated by that stuff, and they just I, never I think get it the helps. experience. Yeah, I think it helps, like, because even if, like, the adults are are forcing you to do something, like, an activity together, even if it is a little weird, at least you have an excuse to be like, yeah, it's weird that these grown-ups are making us do this, haha, but you're still doing it, and it's like, you don't like mm -hmm. it, fine, whatever. You get, you're uncomfortable for a little bit. But it's better than not doing it ever, and I feel like a lot of kids would just get paralyzed and not actually, like, do that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm stupid. Relationships I, inside know? of the church spawned because of like those nights. Yeah. I guess it's not bad. Yeah. I will say what I thought was the most, most scandalous thing ever. I am going to dish some high school drama out oh, no. on my podcast a decade later. Oh, no. That You're going to ruin them. Spill it. I, I know. I'm I'm going crazy. A little Spill unhinged. It. Um, the the head guy of my like youth group, not the the pastor, but kind of like the the resident good boy, right? Sure. He his name was let's say Alex. Let me make something up. Um, it's a good name. He his family was super involved in the church, and he sang and played guitar for like the church band. You know, like real shining good boy. He was yeah yeah. yeah. He played baseball. Like he, he's whatever. He had a girlfriend in the church who's, let's say her name was Al Al Alexa. <laughs> Not also Alex. It's it's Alexa. All right. Alex and, and Alexa. Sure. And Alexa's best friend was Alexandra and they were inseparable. And then uh, like two years passed one day at church camp, this whole drama comes out and apparently Alex has been dating both of them. Yo, which at the same time, at the same time, no, Alex, I, I, I was shocked. I mean, you said that the Christian camp kind of taught you that, right? Every guy, you know, more guys, yeah, you than got girls. Two girls. Yeah, you're going to have two girls. Sorry, ladies. I, I'd imagine I love that as a defense. We're like, OK, well, you remember when we went on that icy date? They gave me <laughs> two girls. So what was I supposed to think I was supposed to do? I am being blamed for cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, It's really establishing uh, an insatiable need that will never be filled later on in their life. That's tough. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's sad. So God. do you got a quick Cub Scout story to sneak in here? I kind of filled do. up the space no, with that's Christian fine. That's Christianity. Fine. So I was curious if you knew about Pinewood Derbies. Do you know what they no, are? You said I you don't. never did it. Okay, so the Pinewood Derby. I can Derby. kind of imagine. I think I've seen them in like cartoons and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, people sort of know them from media whatever. Uh, listen, listeners, if you have experienced this, I hope I'm bringing you back because uh, these are very vivid memories for me. I don't know if they still do them. But basically, Pinewood Derbies are uh, these tournaments or competitions or whatever where you and your Cub Scout group, your troop, whatever you call it, create little race cars, little derby cars out of Pinewood. And you could decorate it however you want. You put the wheels on, you paint it, whatever. And I think the idea in this sort of like masculine sort of guy focused sort of thing that teaches uh, resolve and preparedness. I think the idea of the Cub Scouts thing is you're supposed to do it with your dad, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
and I never did it with my dad. I always did it with my mom because my dad was, uh, he had custody of me on Thursdays and every other weekend. We just didn't at the time. We did other stuff. So my mom helped me out with the Pinewood Derby and we would, you know, paint the car and make the little design and make it cool and try to win a race. Basically, they would put your car on this ramp that would go down. It's just a simple ramp and whoever reached the bottom first won. So I did this with my mom for three years. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a wolf and then a bear and then a weebelow, I think. That's what they are in Cub Scouts. Uh, I never won a single race once. Awesome. I was the only racer who did it with his mom. So everybody else had their dad and mm-hmm. I had the one woman and we never won a race building a car. So we sort of... It's not great for the movement. No, we sort of set back feminism by a few years, I think. But the last year I did it, I was a wee below, and we made this really cool semi-truck. Uh, and, and we thought it'd be so cool to make this big-ass semi-truck thing. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'd never won a race before. Not even, like, a tournament, but a single race or a heat. I always lost. And we made this semi-truck with the hopes that it would do well. And... uh it didn't. We lost instantly. Uh-huh. And I realized that this was my last chance to get a win. I was like eight or nine. So I'm crying in the corner while eating jello <laughs> at this function, desperately trying to save face. And one of the judges comes over. He said, hey, buddy, you OK? I'm like, yeah. He points at the semi truck. He's like, is that your car? I'm like, yeah. Did you not win? No. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. I'm sorry. And then he walks away. And later that night, I won an award for the coolest car or something. I don't remember. Which was objectively not true, by the way. It was just a fucking a gray giant blob of a car. But I'll never forget that guy for taking pity on me when I lost every fucking race I ever was a part of. So I just want to I want to blame <laughs> the Cub Scouts for my inferiority complex. Uh, I really think it stemmed from never winning a race when I was 10 years old. They should have let you win. They should have done something. Give me a head Mm -hmm. start or something. You know what I mean? Like, could somebody help me out here? I just don't understand how my cars were always so bad. It's the same fucking kit everybody else is buying. Hear me out. It's $10 at the craft store. The, The voice in our ear of Justin has informed us that one way to cheat at Pinewood Derby is to fill the car with liquid mercury to artificially offset the weight. What the fuck? You could do that? It's that simple. Was everybody cheating? Maybe everyone was cheating Everybody and you cheating but me. <laughs> you said they were all the same kids. They were. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> I feel like all the dads cheated and my mom didn't. <laughs> Fuck it. me, dude. That has to be it. <laughs> I never won a single race or even like a piece of a race. That's insane. Holy fuck. So, uh, yep. How did we get here to the stunning <laughs> revelation and cultural oh whirlwind God. that is changing life as you know it? Dude. Cheaters prosper. Oh. Yeah, d- d- listen, cheat every chance you get. Fuck, dude, I'm trying to think of what the prize was because it couldn't have been great. It had to have been a, a fucking 10. But as a kid, I as think a like kid, as a kid, yeah, that's true. any prize feels incredible. Good point. No, you're right. As a kid, like literally, I, I sold like, did you, okay, I, I know we're at the end of this episode. Did yeah. you have the fucking, I, I, we, this needs to be a future topic. Did you ever have the elementary school fundraising thing where you would sell candy Ooh, bars and okay, stuff? Okay, I got, I got next episode's topic on hand. All right. Okay, good, 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 yeah, good. Because yeah, yeah. I have so many stories about that. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, so anyway, ding, ding, let's ding, talk about this episode. The cultural perversion episode. of Funko Pops. I, I would like to say, I had a, I had a friend reach out to me uh, last night, actually, and was yep. just like, do you guys use a thesaurus? <laughs> and I I think that's funny. Sometimes. Sometimes, but we just kind of try to get like as Shakespearean as we really can. Like, how do we dramatize uh you know the influx of incest porn on, yeah. on websites? How do we brush that up? I really like the paradoxical zenith of my step bros quantum superposition. That was pretty good. I, I think that's like the most 25 cent title we've had. Yeah, usually our our process is we just chuck 
giant words until we can mm-hmm. put them in the gumbo. <laughs> yeah, we can put them it, in the stew of the title. I mean, the the comedy of the title is very eloquently put adjective next to like the sacred geometry of McDonald's nuggets. Like like yeah. that's the comedy we aim for. It is it's an elaborate shit post. But let's yeah. talk about this Funko Pop thing. Started, Started with at Funko, Funko Pops. Pops. Uh, culture in general, and then um, did we go yeah. straight into Christianity, I think? No, 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 no. It went Funko Pops. It went into grandmothers buying Funko Pops. Then it went right. to Christmas ramblings about yes. how grandma still buys me SpaghettiO, still buys you Ninja Turtles <laughs> and raccoons. And then from there, we talked about the reason they buy is because of character silhouettes. Yeah. And we talked about a little character design. We went to why people buy Funko Pops. Talked about Porygon briefly. Porygon. Porygon. I think, I getting think we went from Pokemon to Porygon. Porygon getting blamed. Ah, uh, I don't. I got. I think I did pretty well on the first half. I'm handing the baton to you. I don't know how we made the jump from Porygon to Christianity. I don't. I, I don't know I don't how we did know. that. No. Uh, something to do about guilt. I think. Uh, and, and then it landed on summer camp, and then we we were there for a little while. Yeah, summer camp. On Christianity is just a wild topic, especially like to come in through the lens of an adult and be like, "They told you what?" It's 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 bizarre for me to hear as again someone who like my mom was very uh, sort of laissez faire when it came to religion, but my dad's side, like I said, I went to church every once in a while, and that dude, when I met my current wife. I went to uh, a Catholic church for the first Current. time. My, yeah, maybe. At the time, she was not my wife. We've been together yeah, forever. Yeah, of course. But it's like the Catholic church is its own thing, bro. You're standing up and sitting down, and the guy says something, and you're expected to call it back. It's like it's it's like a concert. It's very bizarre. It's an experience. But anyway, uh, that's it for this episode. I think next time, I think we're going to we, – we had a different topic, but I really want to talk about these school fundraisers. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot to say. I want to talk about Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah! Yeah, there's okay, a lot. All right, all right. We got a lot. Okay, but that's going to do it for this episode. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.